welcome to a special edition of comment section. That's right. So, <clears throat> we are here to celebrate the life of one of the most important people in our pop culture. Yep. The man, the myth, the legend, Stan Lee. Stan Lee passed away, uh, I think it was, it was last month. We haven't had an episode since then. Mm-hmm. But he passed away last month, so real quick thoughts. Um, what are your thoughts on the life of Stan Lee? Well, obviously, an enormous legacy inspired so many people. This podcast wouldn't exist without him, no. probably. Um, I mean, a lot of people might not want that, but for us, we appreciate that. Yes. Um, and there's so much important media and more than just media in our lives uh that we owe to stan lee and like even besides the stuff that just he created there's so much that he inspired yeah and like an uncountable amount that he inspired um so yeah uh, what, what are your thoughts so stan lee had an amazing life pun intended yo. <laughs> <laughs> absolutely so <clears throat> even when you just look at his personal life he made it to 95 years old. Amazing. He ha had his 69-year marriage to his wife, Joan, mm -hmm. who is <clears throat> very important to the Marvel Universe, as we'll talk about probably later. Mm -hmm. um, <clears throat> and he changed comics forever by making them serialized and focusing on the personal human <clears throat> drama. That's why people like look at Spider-Man, and it's just like it's not just about a guy who sticks to walls. Who fights, you know, guys with extra arms or, you know, a green yeah. guy who throws pumpkin bombs. It's also seeing the personal issues that Peter Parker goes through. You also have the X-Men and stuff like that. Yeah. Very character-driven yeah. comics. And it's nice to know that unlike a lot of comic book creators like Siegel and Schuster from Superman or, or Bob Kane from Batman who... They experienced a little bit of it. <clears throat> they, St Stan Lee, and also Jack Kirby, who co-created most of these characters with Stan Lee. Stan was able to see his characters be like so big, like the biggest franchise of all mm -hmm. time. <clears throat> and the story of Stan Lee basically ends with his characters in one of the biggest movies of all time, in Avengers: Infinity War. And it's nice mm. that in an era of DVD bonus features and the internet, he was able to receive the recognition. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's amazing. it's like he never <clears throat> left his prime. Yes. He entered the prime of his life and has just yes. stayed there. <laughs> and, you know, there are some people in their careers who are always going to be the legend. Like, mm. Walt Disney will always be the greatest animator. Mm -hmm. Mel Blanc will always be the greatest voice actor. Dr. Seuss always the greatest children's author. Jack Kirby will always be the greatest comic book artist. And Stan Lee will always be the greatest comic book writer of all time. Because it's one thing to create great stories. It's another thing to completely change the medium forever. Yeah. <coughs> so, as we start this special, here's the question to ask. is What was your introduction? So, I'm... The idea of this special is we'll go through a lot of the Mar different Marvel media. Mm -hmm. But real quick, what was your introduction to Marvel, Stan's work, and then Stan himself? All right. Um, well, uh, this is obviously a question we've gone through a lot, but it's important mm -hmm. to get back to it here. Um, my introduction to Marvel, uh, 
like I, I've said, I think it's either that first Sam Raimi Spider-Man movie or the first 10 combined issues of Spider-Man. So Spider-Man, definitely my f- introduction to Marvel and to Stanley's work. Um, I th- honestly think that my introduction to who Stan Lee was probably the cameos yeah kind of like probably seeing spider-man and someone probably going like that's stan lee he created spider-man like so um i think that the cameos definitely um another enormous part of his legacy actually because it, it it creates this even more personal personable touch to everything that he created um and was a part of And you can recognize him. You know, he's not just a writer. You know it's, who it is. It's kind of funny. There's this old interview I watched of him from the 70s, and he talked about how he always wanted to be an actor, mm-hmm. but he didn't think it would ever work out, so yeah. he became a writer. <laughs> and so many of us know him from his acting yeah, and those cameos. That is funny. His scene stealing. Yeah. And, and cameos. In some of them, he's just <laughs> genuinely a, a pretty like great actor yes. in some of them, where... Uh, um, I don't know. Yeah, the right comic timing and everything. Yeah, exactly. He has incredible comic timing. Oh, yes. Um, Different definition there a little, but still a pun nonetheless. Uh, Maybe we can get into back into uh, talking about our favorite cameos later. But yes, um, that's that's actually I think I have that plan for the end. Is what's your favorite cameo? Yeah, Um, because I've I. uh, I've officially I went through and watched every single one again uh, because oh la- you watched the big super cut. last time I was like I don't know maybe this one uh, so I thought about it a little more but um uh, oh yeah so that was my introduction to Marvel my introduction to Marvel movies my introduction to Marvel comics my introduction to Stan Lee um, and I like everyone would look out for him in each movie and. Uh, yeah, uh, Spider-Man became my favorite superhero. Um, yeah. Uh, your what, What's your introduction? <clears throat> my introduction to Stan Lee, well, to Marvel, was the 90s Spider-Man animated series on yes. Fox Kids. <clears throat> when that would air, basically six days a week, because, you know, the universe loved me watching that show. <laughs> so whenever it was on, like on weekdays, it was like one of the most important time of day is, okay, when is Spider-Man going to be on Fox? Turn it on Channel 5, there it is. And <clears throat> it's one, still to this day one of my favorite cartoons of all time. Um, I loved the action, the humor, the storytelling they did. And, you know, there are like some storylines from TV that you just remember that just stick with you for years and years. And the two that stick out for me were the black suit storyline from the animated series and the Moral um and the Vampire yeah, that's his name, Morlin the Vampire storyline from also when Spider Man grew the extra arms and became a man spider. Yeah. Yes, that stuck out with me. <clears throat> My introduction to Stan's work was the big ten graphic novel that I got. <laughs> from yeah. Barnes and Noble. And I just remember like getting it and then my sister won the carousel at Rivertown Mall. Yeah. And I just remember saying I would tell and just reading it, <laughs> reading the first issue and just be like, this is how it all started. Yeah. And there's also this great introduction Stanley did where um did you ever read the introduction? Uh the introduction to that volume? Yeah. I can't remember. It's like where it says it starts with um poor Spider Man, he's almost never born. <laughs> 
Now, if that doesn't get your attention, I'll never write another introduction again. <laughs> and then my introduction to Stan was <clears throat> when the 2002 Spider-Man movie came out on DVD. You know, this was back in the day where there would be two discs. Mm-hmm. And there would be the bonus feature disc. So I popped it in. And then there was this documentary called Spider-Man, the mythology of the 21st century. And there he was. I'm just like, oh my God, that's the guy. That's him. And he talked about the how he created Spider-Man, about how he was looking. And he saw a fly on the wall and just like, well, I need to come up with a new superhero. So what bug name sounds right? Fly Man? Nah. <laughs> um, and then he's just like, Ant-Man? Well, already did that. Spider-Man. There we go. <laughs> so yes, that was my introduction to Stan Lee. <clears throat> And been following him ever since. So we're going to start. We're going to look at through all of the Marvel media. So I roll a list. Hopefully I covered everyone that you would have thought of. Yeah. <laughs> so it wouldn't make sense without first starting with the comics. So did you want to hand me the iPad real quick? Uh, yeah. Here you go. So one of the comics, as we discussed earlier, was the Marvel Masterworks Amazing Spider-Man. Mm-hmm. Volume 1, which collected um, issues 1 through 10, and then I would get Volume 2 and 3 and 4. Always wanted to get Volume 5, but then they never had it at the store. But that was really cool to go through those issues and see how it really started. Yeah. And then you you could even see, like, Stanley's voice in, like, the... um, the boxes where he would just explain stuff. Yeah. And there's even one of my favorite stories that he did. It's from the Amazing Spider-Man annual. And it's about how Stan and Steve come up with the Spider-Man story. And, like, Stan gets the idea, gives it to Steve. Steve goes through all this work. Working at late night. And then um, he's like, oh, I'm finally done. And then Stan wakes up in the middle of the night and just like, ah, I got another idea. So. Yeah. What were your thoughts on um now you've read the at least volume one of the marvel masterworks yep. so what were your thoughts about these early about reading these spider-man it early stories about how it really I mean, began it wasn't it was amazing <clears throat> to me at the time the only two spider iterations of spider-man i knew <laughs> were uh toby mcguire playing him in the sam raimi films <laughs> And um, that first volume, that was like my the two things to compare it with. And it was so fascinating for me to go back and look at what those movies were based on. There were like such huge movies at that time when I was a kid. And it just looking at what that was based on was so fascinating to me and seeing like the little differences like yeah. just like oh so spider-man didn't actually have a superpower to shoot web it was a device no. like that kind of stuff is so interesting what were your thoughts about it what, <clears throat> what do you prefer i personally prefer the device because then bad things can happen when yeah. it runs out but we also had that in spider-man 2 where you ran out so i guess it yeah. In the end, it didn't really i think it can be <clears throat> done good uh both ways i think if i i Probably prefer slightly the device. I also uh, really liked an Amazing Spider-Man Two, where he had to <clears throat> magnetize it. Yeah, um, yeah. I can't. I kind of prefer the device. It makes it a little, a little bit more like, you know, Batman, where it's just a guy trying to do good, and he does have superpowers, but um, it's just you know a little less of a superpower um and I, I really like it it's a little more minimal uh yeah i'm just i'm watching you scroll through and i'm just like i remember it uh it, yeah it's probably still my favorite like volume 
it's probably my favorite uh, run of superhero comics, honestly. I, I love the original 10. Part of it's probably the nostalgia. It was just one of the first comic books I ever read. And when you read them, they're still well-written stories. But yeah. The only thing that really doesn't hold up is I think it's um where Flash says, um, let me bring it up on here, where Flash Thompson <sighs> says, Puny Parker, that guy doesn't know Waltz from the cha-cha. <laughs> <laughs> Very timely. Yeah, I think I, I also remember lo- like being another fascinating thing. It, Vulture is the first uh, villain, right? Well, uh, Chameleon. Oh, Chameleon, that's right. Okay. Vul- Vulture's on the cover, though, or something. Though. Out in, yeah, or yeah. in one of the first issues, I should say. I'm trying to jog my memory. Um, oh, that's what I'm thinking of. Yeah. Uh, it might not be on the cover, but I, I that's that image I'm thinking of. For I don't know. For some reason, that vulture issue must have stuck out with with me. I might have thought. It I was read a cool on issue. some of these digital issues. They still have the letter column, and a lot of people write about vulture. Really. Uh, mm-hmm. But then, of course, we have my favorite come after. Yes, Doc Ock. Doc Ock. Uh, <clears throat> yeah, a great favorite. Another one of my favorite villains ever. Um. Mm. Yeah. What what what's your favorite issue of the first ten issues? Oh, the first. Do you remember, oh, even? number three. Okay. The one with Doc because Ock. Doc Ock. Yeah. yeah I mean, yeah, how can you beat that? Spider-Man versus Doc Ock. Yeah, the first appearance. It's the first appearance yes. of Doc Ock, right? So, amazing. So I'll say amazing a lot in this. Yes. <laughs> amazing, uncanny. We'll try to work Earth's Mightiest Heroes in. Yeah. <laughs> so <clears throat> another thing that. I really like the last few years is I've been really into digital comics Mm -hmm. and through the digital comics I've been able to get a lot of the old classic Stan Lee comics that he did yeah personally I'm not a big fan of reading like ebooks like I like I prefer a real book to an ebook but with comics I do too with comics I can I actually you can do this it's a pretty good replacement one panel so I I really love uh, it with comics I can take them anywhere. I don't have to worry about damaging them. Yeah. So that's a really uh, cool thing I like. Another thing I also really like are they've had this thing going on. I think I mentioned it before called Marvel True Believers. Mm-hmm. Where um, <coughs> they'll reprint these classic storylines, but those these classic issues and sell them for a dollar. Mm-hmm. So, you would get, like, the first X-Men for a dollar. And the idea is you'll read this first one, get hooked, and want to read the other ones. So, I remember recently I got one Fantastic Four issue that has the first time they meet Doctor Doom, which is really cool. And th- those were the exciting ones where it's like, oh my god, it's the one written by Stan Lee, which means this is how it really happened. Yeah. <laughs> and then another one, I got like when Ant-Man was coming out, it's like one where it's Ant-Man means Spider-Man. Oh, yeah. So, yeah, it's really cool that um, <clears throat> even all these years later, Stan Lee's work is still, yeah. you know, a- you're able to access it and enjoy it for new generations. Mm-hmm. So... Were those mostly? Those were mostly the comics you read. Yeah, I, the other Marvel comics I've read have been so odd and strewn out. It would just be random things I'd pick up from the comic shop. Uh, there's nothing that has stuck with me, the way that the first thing I read what did. So the first, <coughs> the first Spider-Man comic I ever bought, which was the second comic I ever got, was Amazing Spider-Man. 
Volume 2, number 31, which basically is number 472, by Straczynski and Ramia Jr. And for me, this was exciting because not knowing that Spider-Man was a comic book before the cartoon, I figured, oh my god, this show's been over for a while, but we still got new stuff. Yeah. And the exciting thing is it was still stuff that was, it was stuff after the TV show, like it was focusing on Peter Parker becoming a high school science teacher yeah which is really cool and it focused on his marriage to mary jane <laughs> so that that's what i remember specifically was reading these comics and being excited because we saw stuff that went past the tv show so that was really cool yeah. so yeah this is my first spider-man comic <clears throat> and then also there was peter parker's spider-man which <clears throat> If you were to divide them, the three books I read regularly were Amazing, Peter Parker, and Ultimate. Amazing Spider-Man did uh, stuff like more character development stuff that we didn't <laughs> see in the TV show. And Peter Parker Spider-Man was where you could see the classic Spider-Man battling the villains. Mm -hmm. So the first one I have, which I don't have on here, is Spider-Man fighting Doc Ock. Yeah. So that was really cool. And also, um, during that time... Started getting to X-Men because I would watch Spider-Man on ABC Family. And then I was like, you know what? I like this crossover with this X-Men cartoon, especially the guy in the yellow suit with the claws. <laughs> so I'll do that. So this was the first X-Men comic I ever got was Uncanny X-Men 410. And you can tell when reading it, uh, you can tell like when looking at the costumes, the influence of the movies about how yeah. they're in the black leather suits. Yeah. So, that was really cool. So, <clears throat> by that time, that's where I kind of realized, okay, now I'm not just a fan of Spider-Man. I'm a fan of the Marvel Universe, even though Spider-Man is king. Yes, of course. And then, <clears throat> I didn't buy it when it first came out, but I got from the library this comic that I didn't really know about called The New Avengers. And I picked it up because it had Spider-Man <clears throat> and Wolverine amazing so i was lucky because when i first found um the avengers that was when you had brian michael bendis one of the best comic book writers of all time taking over and they decided if this is supposed to be marvel's justice league why don't we have the two biggest marvel characters in it which at the time were spider-man and wolverine yeah so that's where you have them join <clears throat> So for me, when I started reading Spider-Man was just starting as an Avenger, which is almost a nice way to like be introduced to it where you're kind of seeing it through Spider-Man's eyes. Yeah. And then um another big thing I loved growing up was the third Spider-Man title I would read was Ultimate Spider-Man. So Ultimate Spider-Man was what you would go to if you wanted to see um the classic storyline is done in more modern sense. Mm -hmm. <clears throat> so this was teenage Peter Parker growing up in the year 2000 and him becoming Spider-Man. So the first one I got was the Venom storyline. So I was just like, oh my God, here it is. The yeah. black suit storyline. So that was really cool to see. Yeah. And I became a fan of that, of Ultimate Spider-Man. And then... That led to me becoming a fan of Ultimate X-Men, which the whole Ultimate Universe was like, 
<laughs> I, w I felt like lucky at the time when I started reading comics where you had like the ultimate universe to get started mm -hmm. and then you could jump forward years later to see the characters now yeah so that was really cool and then the first I th I'm pretty the first regular Avengers comic I got because the first one I ever got was called Young Avengers, but had the Avengers as guest stars. So I was just like, okay, Spider-Man, Wolverine's in it. But the first, like, regular <clears throat> Avengers I got was the Ultimates, which is what a lot of um, the MCU is based on. Yeah. So, yeah, there's that. So, yeah, those are... And then also um, got into Ultimate Fantastic Four, which was the first graphic novel of Fantastic Four I got. Very nice. Yeah, so there we go with the comics of Marvel. So, yeah, a lot of cool stuff. Oh, I remember this ad everywhere from Ultimate Marvel Team Up where Spider-Man <clears throat> team with new characters. <clears throat> mm -hmm. I just man, wouldn't that be cool for a movie? But <laughs> <laughs> Spider-Man, uh... Wolverine. But, yeah, so there we go with the comic book section of this. A lot of great stuff, guys. <clears throat> it's one thing to just see Stan Lee in those cameos. If you can, go to like Barnes & Noble, a comic book shop, or even digitally, and pick up some of these classic Stan Lee storylines. Because yeah. they're great, and they still hold up all these years. See what he actually yes. worked on and was passionate about. Yes. And you can hear his voice when you read mm -hmm. those books. Yeah. All right. So now we're gonna go through the cartoons. Ooh. This was my introduction to Spider-Man and the Marvel Universe. So you have not seen a lot of these cartoons. I don't think so. So your opinion is gonna be very short. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yes. They seem good. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> so the first one I'll bring up is. Um, Spider-Man 1967, the 60s Spider-Man yeah. show, which we all remember the theme song of. We heard in the Sam Raimi yep. Spider-Man, and then even in Homecoming during the uh, Marvel Studios logo they brought back. Oh, yeah. So, um, this was the first time I realized that Spider-Man wasn't just this one cartoon character from the 90s, because I bought um, <clears throat> this VHS of the 90s cartoon called Spider-Man The Ultimate Villain Showdown. And then it said, stay tuned after the program for this special thing. I was just like, okay, waiting after the credits. I'm going to get used to this eventually. Yeah. So, and then that was the first time I saw a 60s Spider-Man, which was really cool. For a 60s show, they were able to do a lot, you know, because they had limited animation. So, yeah. Spider-Man 1967. Have you ever seen anything of Spider-Man 67 besides the post credit scene? to oh. Spider-Verse. <laughs> um, I, uh... Yeah, I've seen little <laughs> scenes from it. Uh, I haven't watched a full episode. I, I know, I'm oh, I'm familiar with it. It's almost Christmas. Spider-Man is also the voice of another classic Christmas character. Really? Who is it? Take a um, wild guess. Is it, uh, Scrooge? Um, no. Is uh, okay. So from a like a classic Christmas movie, classic Christmas cartoon. Oh, a classic Christmas cartoon. Um, Scrooge, but Scrooge McDuck. No, okay. <laughs> Spider Man, the nineteen sixty seven cartoon is Hermes the Elf from Rudolph. Oh, 
Oh, wow. <laughs> so, <laughs> he fights the Green Goblin, knocks out his teeth. Then later, he, he can go to the North Pole and get, fix his teeth. Yeah. Yep. Yes, as a dentist. So, the next one is Spider-Man and his amazing friends. So, I remember the first time I saw this, it was ABC Family, I think it was around the time of the movie, was doing this big marathon of Spider-Man cartoons from different eras. And this was the first time I saw this cartoon. I'm just like, oh wait, I guess this Spider-Man thing's been going on longer than I thought. Yeah, quite a while. So, this was a cartoon where he teamed up with two characters from the X-Men, um, Bobby Drake, Iceman, and Firestar. So, I watched it, thought it was really cool. What I didn't like it as much as the 90s cartoon, but that's the 90s cartoon. So, it's a really cool show. They have it on iTunes if you guys want to check it out. You should all check it out. It's, it's a really... It's cool, and it's like a different way to see Spider-Man where he has like... Um, a team with him. So, have you ever seen anything of Spider-Man and his amazing friends? Uh, is that is that what the '60s show is is called? It's no, Spider- we've gone oh, okay. to the '80s show. Oh, okay. Um, Spy- I I don't think I don't think I know anything. Like I've I can picture and know the '60s show a bit and the '90s show, but I don't think I really know the '80s show at all. Well, I didn't even. Now you have something to look out for. <laughs> All right, now we're getting to the 90s. And it only makes sense to start with the first 90s Marvel cartoon, X-Men, from 1992. So, this was a show, iconic theme song that a lot of people remember. Have you heard the theme song? I, I probably have heard it, but I don't remember it right now. You Yes, there we go. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, this was the first cartoon besides Spider-Man I got into, and this made me more realize, oh, I'm also a Marvel fan. I really liked um, Wolverine was my favorite. Yeah. So, we saw these characters in different stories than what we saw in classic Spider-Man, so... That was really cool. That made me go into the X-Men movies, which was just like, oh, I guess I won't just see Spider-Man movies. I guess I'll see all of them. Yes. So, yes. They were all out there. X-Men from the the animated series. Now, you've not seen it, I'm assuming. Uh, no. No. I guess you hate your life. I I guess I do. The most I've seen is, uh... Uh, little commercials for it. Okay. But I never went to the... (laughs) Check it out. So... Another cartoon from the 90s is Iron Man. So, Iron Man Season 1, not the best. Season 2, though, came, they completely reformatted the show oh. and did a really good job with it. So, Iron Man in general is not one of my favorite characters, but Season 2 of Iron Man did a really good job of showing who Tony Stark is, mm-hmm. what he deals with. So, yeah, Iron Man. But, the next one's what I'm excited about. Fantastic Four. 1994. This was a show that got me into the Fantastic Four, made it one of my favorite Marvel franchises. So, um, <clears throat> my introduction to this cartoon was once again, they were releasing these Spider Man DVDs around the time of the movies. And when Daredevil, the Ben Affleck Daredevil, came out, they had a DVD of the crossover where Spider-Man met Daredevil and two other Spider-Man episodes, because why not? So, and then they had a bonus episode called of the Fantastic Four. I'm just like, oh, what's Fantastic Four? Watch them. It's like, oh boy, here's another group to be a fan of. So yes, Fantastic Four 
Really cool show. Made me a fan of the Fantastic Four. Yeah. And then, up next is the big one. The big Ooh, the big one. These are, these all have seemed like the big ones. But what I mentioned, you'll realize this is the big yeah. one. Spider-Man the Animated Series from 1994. As I said earlier, one of the most important times of day was when this show was on. <laughs> and it's still a great show. The voice acting is great. The writing is great. They they really did a great job capturing Peter Parker and Spider Man, and we because it ran for five seasons, thirteen episodes, sixty five episodes, we were able to see so much Spider Man history in this one show. So wow. <clears throat> for me, this show and the spectacular animated series are the definitive adaptions of Spider Man. Wow. Uh, so, I think it was uh, spectacular. I said I, I watched the first couple yeah. episodes. Yeah, that, that was a good one. We'll get to that. Yes, <laughs> it's coming up right there. So another, the third Marvel character I really got into, ABC Family. We had Spider-Man and X-Men. I just, and I see this advertisement for this other show. Oh, I'm yes. just like, oh, what is this? Oh, it's the Hulk. Wow. So got into the Hulk cartoon, really enjoyed it. They put it out a DVD of four episodes, got that. Really enjoyed it. Hulk became one of my favorite Marvel characters. And it was really cool. And then, I should mention... Oh, okay, it's down there. <clears throat> then it made me go to the classic Bill Bixby live-action Hulk show, which made me appreciate the character even more. So now we come up to a show that a lot of people don't like, but I think it's pretty good. Spider-Man Unlimited. So this was a show where after the 90s cartoon ended... Fox kids still wanted a Spider-Man cartoon, but the problem was Marvel had sold almost all the rights to Spider-Man to Sony, so they couldn't use the classic villains or the classic costume. So what they did was, it felt like a more of a Batman Beyond version of Spider-Man, where yeah. Spider-Man had a new costume, and he went to this place called Counter-Earth, and he fought alternate versions of his villains, <clears throat> and the idea was that he would eventually come back and it's not a cliffhanger, but we all know he'd eventually come back home. Yeah. So, have you ever seen anything of Spider-Man Unlimited? I did not. Did it, you want to YouTube the theme song? It doesn't really ring a bell. What, when did it air? Uh, 1999. The animation style does look familiar. So I really like this show. I thought Rio Romano, who voiced Spider-Man there, did a great job voicing the character. He's one of my favorite Spider-Man actors of all time. Oh, yeah. Fortunately, it was only 13 episodes. but <laughs> <laughs> And did a really good job. Even though it was different, it still kept the core of who Spider-Man is. Yeah. It does, it does look quite different. Yeah. So, I, I couldn't interpret what any of those characters were supposed to yeah. be. Or but did you see it realize how one of them was the alternate version of the Green Goblin? Oh, I think I know who that might have been. Yeah. Yeah. Who's yeah. also voiced by Rino Romano. Oh, really? <laughs> so, he did a good job watching a lot of characters in that one show. <laughs> so, the last one from this era is Avengers United They Stand, which aired on Fox Kids. So, this was a show where it was Avengers, but without Captain America, Iron Man, or Thor. 
I okay. don't know why. <laughs> I don't understand the rationale. But Cap and Iron Man did guest star in an episode. Oh, okay. But the nice thing is, is that it's at the time it's characters you don't know, you don't care about. Yeah. But then later it's characters, you, but nowadays it's characters you care about where they have Ant-Man, Wasp, Falcon, Hawkeye. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Vision. So now if you were to watch it, you'd be like, oh, I know these characters. Yeah. It's just it doesn't have the main ones that you want to see. Yeah, still a lot unless of you mit- Unless you see, okay, here's the Cap episode. Here's the Iron Man episode. Thor never got an episode. But, <laughs> no. <laughs> so the next one. So now we go to the 2000s. And the first one. The aughts. The what? The aughts. That's what people call it. Yes. I'd never heard that before, but now we know. The aughts. The aughts. <laughs> Next one was X-Men Evolution. So this was the first show I remember having a new version of a, of a superhero show from what I had seen previously. <clears throat> so that made me hate it immediately. Of course. But then, <laughs> but then a year later, <laughs> I went back and really enjoyed it. Yeah. So X-Men Evolution, unlike the 90s cartoon, it kind of went back to more of the Lee era where characters like Cyclops and Jean Grey and Nightcrawler were teenagers in high school. Yeah. And they had it where, like, the the newer characters, like Wolverine and Storm, were more, like, teachers to them. Yeah. So you still had them, but they found a way to make it a little different by having them be teenagers. <sighs> Very interesting. The next one up is Spider-Man The New Animated Series. Now, do you know anything about this? I don't think aired so. on MTV. It was computer animated. Okay, yeah, I'm. This is a sh- is a show that <clears throat> if anyone is still like, man, I wish we could still have more Tobey Maguire. This is the closest you'll get because this show follows the continuity of the Tobey Maguire movies very closely. Does where it really, where huh. he has the organic webs. He has the costume. Harry is mad at Spider-Man for the death of his father. MJ references the kiss. So, <clears throat> I remember it was really cool. It was on MTV, which for some reason they didn't want Aunt May shown because they didn't want old people on there. Okay. I don't know. Weird. I don't understand. It's strange, but whatever. Yeah, that's <laughs> But Neil Patrick strange. Harris was Spider-Man. He oh, did really? a really good job voicing the character. Wow. So, yeah, so... I mean, I guess if you want to, you can decide on your own if you want to be canon with the Spider-Man movies, because they had it, it wasn't going, because they followed the continuity of the movies so much. Then we hear Spider-Man 4 is going to have the lizard, but the new anime series had the lizard already, so okay. that means, okay, it's not continuity, but Spider-Man 4 never happened. Mm-hmm. So I guess that leaves it up to so you. So you could. If you uh, want to. Did you want to see a theme song real quick? Uh... It's uh, Spider-Man: The New Animated Series. Spider-Man: The New Animated Series. The animation's a little dated now. Yeah, two thousand three. But when it came out, oh, it's down there. But when it came out, it was really cool. Two thousand three. And it's more of an adult show than the other ones. Okay. Yeah. And they have the white webbing like Tobey Maguire. Yeah. If anyone wants to imagine what uh, 3D animation in 2003 looks like, it looks exactly like that. So we're painting the picture for you. Yes. That's still a really good show, though. (laughs) Yeah. That's the unfortunate thing when you try these new things, like uh, 
types of methods that you kind of have to try to, to you know for the the medium to evolve uh it, it looks dated yeah but <laughs> if anyone i remember watching the last time i watched a new episode was the day spider-man 3 came out on oh, yeah. dvd on dvd so it just so it really kind of fits in nicely to that Tobey Maguire Sam Raimi era. So if you want to, you could fit that in, and you could maybe maybe we'll discuss it later. I guess if you want to, there's enough in there to where if you count Spider-Man: The New Animated Series as canon, maybe you could also consider into the Spider-Verse Spider-Man Four mm-hmm. if you want to. But we'll yep, get into that. I later. could totally see that. All right, so another one <laughs> I was a fan was Ultimate Avengers. This, these two movies were the ones that got me into uh, the Avengers. Specifically, I got into it for Captain America and Hulk. And these were based on the Ultimate. Well, the first one was based on the Ultimate comics. So, got the first movie, really loved it. Then there came another movie which introduced this new character called Black Panther. Oh, yes. And the Avengers are in Wakanda, so that was really cool. There's so many iconic characters that you just keep bringing up new ones. Yes. Just... We're not we're, we So another one that all these anime movies I was a big fan of was Hulk versus and you know the one with there's basically two short movies. The one with Thor, which was the second one was pretty cool, but the one that sticks out was Hulk versus Wolverine. It was basically a pilot for a show we'll talk about later, Wolverine and the X Men. Mm-hmm. Because PG thirteen can get more Ooh. violent. Wolverine versus X Men. They went there. Yes, and then Wolverine gets captured. And it was my introduction to this little character known as Deadpool. Oh, so that's how I found out about PG thirteen. Yes, PG thirteen Deadpool. And you know, in animation, PG thirteen, you can get away with a lot more. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so yeah, that was very cool. And Planet Hulk was the last one from that era of movies I remember. That was really cool. That was where it kind of it felt like it kind of wrapped up Hulk's storyline about where he went <coughs> to another planet and was seen as a hero. Mm-hmm. So that was really cool. And we saw some of that in Thor Ragnarok, the Planet Hulk storyline. Yeah. As we move to the end of the 2000s, the Kids WB block, along with Fox Kids, was one of the most important channels of my youth. And in winter 2007, they announced that it was going to shut down. Heartbroken. It felt like, oh, my childhood is dying. But before they left, they gave us one last great gift called Spectacular Spider-Man. Yes. So, I remember recording it the day it aired because it was like a week before my birthday. And it was, they had an hour, two new Spider-Mans, and they had the series finale is Batman cartoon. And I was just like, okay, this is my morning. So I'm <laughs> recording this. For some reason, I didn't record the Scooby-Doo episode. Whatever. He's but, still bitter about it? Yes. All these years? But all these whatever. years. Ten whatever. years later, I still remember. <laughs> I still have the tape of um, where they have, uh, like, in 30 minutes, <laughs> Spider-Man comes to Kids WB. And I remember watching this show... Being so excited. One last gift from Kids WB. And I just remember this weird moment. Oh my god. You know, the 90s show is perfection. Nothing can beat it. But you know what can happen? You can have something as good <laughs> as it. And Spectacular Spider-Man was the first time from... <laughs> we had, I felt like I had a version of, okay, two perfect versions. This show did a great job of taking the Stan Lee, Steve Ditko era. Taking the... 
Bendis and Bagley Ultimate Spider-Man era, putting them together. Stuff from the Sam Raimi era and putting it in there. So, spectacular, what I said before, and the 90s cartoon are, for me, the definitive adaptions of Spider-Man. So, this is one you've actually seen a little bit <laughs> yeah, of. Spectacular Spider-Man. Yeah, I... I... I mean, it, I really liked it, and it made me think, like, I gotta check the rest of this show out, and then I have not and checked have all of not. it out yet, but that's how I am with shows. I'm bad with it, but this seems like... I'll have to check out the 90s show, too, so I can compare. <sighs> yes. But then I would have two shows that I'm unfinished with. <laughs> now, instead of just 26, now you have an extra 65 to get through. Yeah, that's what it's... Yeah. There's so much to get through in could life. Could be worse. It could be Ultimate Spider-Man. Yeah. <laughs> which, no one's how we don't mention it, because we just want to talk about the good stuff. Yeah. <laughs> then, another thing happened. Wolverine and the X-Men, which was as good as the 90s X-Men. So, this was a show that, <clears throat> being different from the 90s cartoon, they had it where it was, um, the X-Men had been around for a while. They break up after an event in which Jean Grey disappears, and... Professor X goes into a coma. So, but then there's um, this government crew that's hunting mutants, and Wolverine bands them all back together again to face this ultimate threat. So, that was really cool. You know, we had another great X Men show. Then finally, Avengers Earth's Mightiest Heroes kicked off the 2010s. And this was a show, an Avengers show, where now we had the characters <coughs> you cared about. We had Captain America. Iron Man, Thor, the Hulk. And this was a show that, a lot like Spectacular Spider-Man, took the best of the Lee Ditko, I mean the Lee Kirby era and the Ultimates era. A lot, what was going on in the Marvel Cinematic Universe at the time, which was just Iron Man and Hulk. And they put them all together in this really great show. So yeah, Avengers Earth's Mightiest Heroes. Which for a while was the last good Marvel show. But oh. then... <laughs> Then we have Marvel Anime, which is really cool. This was something where they had it where comic book writers in America would write it, and then it would be animated in Japan. Interesting. I hadn't heard of this. So, yeah, they did Iron Man, Wolverine, um, X-Men, and Blade. Huh. And Wolverine has an episode in all of them. Oh, cool. So, yeah, that was really cool. I think X-Men is probably my favorite, and I really like the Iron Man one. I haven't seen the Wolverine one yet, though. So, yeah, Marvel anime is really cool. And they had, um, after Wolverine and the X-Men ended, they had Steve Blum, who voiced Wolverine, come back and voiced Wolverine in the X-Men show. So it almost felt like, oh, it feels like almost a little bit like another season of Wolverine and the X-Men. So that was really cool. Now we get to Avengers Assemble, seasons four and five. We'll forget the first three seasons. <laughs> Avengers <laughs> Assemble, this is a show... That shows what happens when you ditch a bad writing crew and get good writing yeah. crew. Because <clears throat> I wasn't interested in it because I had seen season one. It sucked. But then I just decided I'll just watch it. Notice that the original producers, who I won't name, I'll be nice, <laughs> I won't name, weren't there. And then the show actually stopped sucking. Instead of just these weird standalone episodes, they did the story arc. They did the Secret War storyline, which is really cool. Yeah. So, yeah, Avengers. And now they have the Black Panther uh, storyline going on, which I've only seen a little bit of, but what I've seen, I've liked. Yeah. So then the the newest Marvel show we'll talk about is Marvel's Spider-Man. This was a show 
that after Ultimate Spider-Man, which was just like, oh, God, this sucks. <laughs> this was a show that went back to the core Spider-Man because, you know, you'd have it in Ultimate Spider-Man. He had a motorcycle that would shoot web, so he would web shoot in the sky yeah. on a motorcycle. Yeah, yeah. To sell it's, toys. Yeah, of course. <laughs> but <laughs> this got back to what Spider-Man is, and they... And they introduced the villains, and we had Miles as a supporting character introduced the way he should have been in the comics, but whatever. Very cool. They did it right. So, and they got great voice acting again with um, the current Spider-Man actor in the show. Does a really good, great job voicing Peter Parker and Spider-Man. So, yeah. There we go for the Marvel cartoons. Amazing. Uh, so many good ones to list. Yes. <laughs> All right, now we get to video games, which you might know a little bit. I, I've only probably played a, a couple here and there. Okay, but, uh, so yeah. first one we'll talk about is Spider-Man from the year 2000, which I got in a box of Frosted Flakes around the oh. time of the movie. Oh. Did you ever play this game uh, yeah, well, that you got from your cereal? Was that like a PC game? Is yeah. It, I, I would guess since it came from cereal. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I don't know. I have no idea. It, it seems like, like the right era. It's that based I... on the anime series, and to have Reno Romano from Spider-Man Unlimited come oh. back. I don't. I don't think so. Then no. Oh man, I remember playing. It was like a <laughs> only a little demo of the 2000 game. Yeah, but it was so much fun. It was so cool. <laughs> and also, whenever you went to the dentist, they had the Game Boy Spider-Man. <laughs> At the dentist? At the dentist. They had Game Boy <laughs> Spider-Man. And then whenever you had to wait, that that's the first thing. I want the Spider-Man one, so play that while you wait for the dentist. Yeah. So, yeah, that was one of my few good memories of the dentist. Oh. Because <laughs> uh, you know, normally it's just boring. Yeah, of course. So, we'll get to one you know, and mm-hmm. you can start first since you know this. The Spider-Man uh, Movie Trilogy yes, video games. the PlayStation ones. Uh, so, let's start with the first movie video game. Um, And, you know, I'm not positive if I played... I think I've only played this first one. Maybe. I, I can't... What? Maybe I've played two. I, I don't know. There is, there's three. There's mm-hmm. one for each. Um, It's hard to remember, but, yeah, I just remember... I have fond memories that I don't remember that well <laughs> of these games. Of being just kind of another huge lovely drop in the bucket of wonderful spider-man media that i felt spoiled with at the the time uh and yeah i loved it i always because i had such fond memories of it i always wanted some way to go back uh uh and my uh, ps2 never worked uh at again after a certain point uh and then We'll get to it, but they came out with a, another one. Uh, yes, uh, we're one in the same. It, it is. I feel like it's in the same style of this. Kind Did of you game. hear the news that people who bought the get, you can get the Sam Raimi costume for free now? Really? Yeah. Oh, oh, that's amazing. So <laughs> you're um, just like, oh my god, when are we done recording? This? I need to go home. <laughs> yeah. You'll uh, be like, mom, mom, <laughs> this is important. The credit card's gonna be overrun. <laughs> I know it's free, but I need. <laughs> more okay mom this is the most important <laughs> thing you will ever do for me <laughs> oh yes uh yeah those are probably they're probably it's been so long but i want to say it's one of the best superhero <laughs> yeah. games <laughs> so i remember playing i played all three of these games not yeah. all the way through because i'm not very good at video games. it took i almost never beat a single video game in my life <laughs> until like the past like maybe 
10 years or so. I It took me until Spider-Man 2 to beat the first Spider-Man game. <laughs> That's how long it took. So I remember playing the first video game, and I remember it was exciting because before the DVD came out, you had like a little bit of something to watch. Yeah. And I remember I didn't have a memory card, which sucked. So I would always have to play in that stupid wrestler costume every time I wanted to play because it would always start at the beginning. But I remember playing it, thinking it was so much fun. It's probably my most played PlayStation 2 game of all time. Oh, yeah. And then Spider-Man 2 came, which I still didn't have a memory card for, but now I had the costume. (laughs) (laughs) This was one where you could just swing around, do whatever you wanted, help people. So you don't remember if you played Spider-Man 2 or not? Uh, I mostly only remember the first one. Yeah, I remember I liked uh, 2 more than I did number 1. I would imagine they probably improved on a lot. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it was really cool. And then Spider-Man 3 was one where you could switch back and forth between the red and blue and black Ooh. costume. And then if you wanted to get rid of the black costume, you had to press all these buttons as he was ripping it off. Ah! Oh, that's pretty Yes, cool. that was really cool. I remember the third one was the one where he fought the lizard. Once again, just wondering, oh, Spider-Man 4 oh, never happened. <laughs> no, although maybe kind of yeah. happened. It's we'll okay. get it. We'll get it. It's there. okay. So the next one up is Hulk. Hulk didn't like the movie, played the game, but the game was pretty fun. Oh. It was like, it took place like after the movie and it was kind of like the TV, sh- the Bill Bixby show where he's on the run and there's like moments where you have to sneak around like labs as Bruce Banner and then he fights the Hulk, so... Hmm. Yeah, I haven't played this one, but that sounds cool. It didn't play it as much as the Spider-Man games. It was still yeah. fun. Here's one I hope you played because it was so much fun. Marvel Nemesis Rise of the Imperfects. What was that? What was it was that the that fighting one? one. I haven't played that. Oh, my God. How have you not played it? <laughs> I, I, haven't pl- I haven't played a whole ton of Marvel games, like I said. This was a fun. This was like a fighting game where you, you fought against this group called the Imperfects. And if, if you want, you could just, like, fight different characters. Mm-hmm. And it felt like um, the versions in the game were very similar to the movie. Like, Spider-Man is very similar to the Tony McGuire design. Yeah. Wolverine <clears throat> is very similar to Hugh Jackman. Yeah. Um. So, yeah, that was really cool. One of my most played video games is Marvel Nemesis. Wow. <laughs> so, yeah. And then there was Marvel Ultimate Alliance. And this was a game in which you could choose four characters to play as a group and go off and do uh. things. And it was really cool because in the game they had like a little cheat code and you can choose the different costumes from different eras. Oh, cool. So you could choose four different characters. Now, you never played this game. I haven't. No. Do you want to guess what my four characters were? Uh, you'd choose four different Marvel characters? Yeah. That's it. You'd spider- here's, here's a hint. Hulk was not available. Oh, okay. Dang. Today, they would have thrown that in as DLC. Yeah. Um, probably uh, Spider-Man Wolverine. Uh, yeah, two of them. You got two more. Oh, man. Uh, I'm trying to think. Uh, Captain America? Mm-hmm. Okay, that, they, had, they had that. Um, uh, let's see. I'm going to say... I don't think you'll be able to guess this last That's why one. I feel like it's going to be hard, because I don't think it's going to be that obvious. Uh is it another is it like did they have other x-men yeah is it another is it like cyborg no no why did i say cyborg 
<laughs> Some fans right now are saying, how dare you, Cy- you monster? Cyclops. <laughs> no. I didn't think he was available. I, I, that's why I wanted <laughs> to go for a weird guess. And I didn't mean Cyborg, <laughs> I meant Cyclops. Yes. But no. So, uh, I'll give you one last hint. It w- I didn't have Hulk, so I did choose a substitute. Uh, okay. Uh, oh, I see. The thing. Yes. Okay. I was almost thinking, like, maybe they didn't have big character models. No. So, I was going for, like, characters. So, those my- are my four characters <laughs> I would choose. And then I, you could choose the costume. So, most of the time I'd be red and blue Spider-Man. Sometimes I'd choose the black costume or the Civil War costume, which... You, you've never seen the Civil War costume. It's, like, basically red and yellow. Yeah. And then um, Wolverine, I would give him the yellow suit. Cap, I would, you know, the classic one. Yeah. And then Thing was just gave him pants instead of <laughs> just shorts. Nice. He got pants. Pants. Yeah. That's that's an innovative game, if I ever heard one. Yes. You can give the Thing pants. Yes. I mean, we all need it. <laughs> the last movie didn't give him pants, and that yeah. probably didn't help. That wasn't that wasn't a good courtesy. <laughs> no, it, it was weird too. Oh, <laughs> all right. Next one is um, Spider-Man: Web of Shadows. Don't know why I put it on here because it's a little heartbreaking. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> here's the thing: you could have PlayStation Three. You could have the fun version. PlayStation Two, which I had, you had the lame E-rated version, which is basically an arcade version. So, <laughs> what of Shadows yeah. PS3, you were fighting villains hmm. and having fun. PS2, you were running and jumping and once in a while you fight a yeah. villain. I should have guessed that there were this many Spider-Man games, but I guess I didn't know there were this many Spider-Man Think games. Think of how many I've left out that I, I yeah. don't even mention. Yeah. Next up <clears throat> is one that the first digital game I ever got. Sadly, it's no longer available on PlayStation Store, so you guys can't pick it up. But Spider-Man Shattered Dimensions. Hmm. This is one where Madam Web has four different Spider-Men team up, kind of like the movie we saw. Yeah. And you'll probably recognize a few of them. There's Peter Parker, the Amazing Spider-Man. Then there's uh, Peter Parker from the Ultimate Universe, but he had the black uh, Venom suit. Then there was Spider-Man Noir from the oh. 30s. Yeah. Yes. Then there was Miguel O'Hara, Spider-Man 2099, who, you know who that is, right? Uh, uh no. Post-credit scene. Okay, yeah. yeah. <laughs> That's who that was. I see. Yes. So, and they had, like, cl- the classic voice actors come back. So you had uh, the guy from Spider-Man's Amazing Friends, uh, Christopher Daniel Barnes from the 90s, uh, Neil Patrick Harris, who was uh, Amazing Spider-Man, Peter Parker. Yeah. And Josh Keaton come back. So that was really cool. Wow. And then, I never played this game, but but it led to the creation of one of my favorite YouTube videos. Oh? <laughs> Spider-Man Edge of Time. This huh. is one where Spider-Man teams up with Spider-Man 2099. Oh, wow. Who, you damn know. Yeah, I do yes. know now. <laughs> and it was really cool because it had... Now, we mentioned earlier about favorite Spider-Man crossover of actors, and you said, what Spider-Man actors would you want to have crossover? Oh, like a hypothetical? Yeah. Um, we, we, when we did this, we just, we were just choosing live action, yeah. right? Because I'm pretty sure I said uh, Tom Holland and Tobey Maguire. Yes. But mine happened. If you want to oh, bring it up on YouTube. Really? Yes. Um, Type in Spider-Man Edge of Time voice edge of time voice uh is that all uh and then yeah go down to that this yeah 
And then you... So, and then... My two Spider-Man actors, I would want to cross over, crossed <laughs> over, and we can see it in this video. So it's kind of towards the end after Mary Jane. I'll go back a little bit. All right, right there. All right. You can see it. So here, here is where my two, the two I would want teamed up. My definitive Spider-Man. Yeah. I think the best thing about working in the booth is wow. the experience of what the other actor's doing. Oh, you're the one who doesn't get it, Parker. The future depends on you. My future is meaningless without her. And everyone else's future can go hang. Now who's being selfish? Then they go cut back again, too. Yeah. Really helped me to to get a handle on my character. That was that's what worked for me. See, right there, I was being a good voiceover artist and allowing space between the two interactions. You can't mean that. You can't just ignore that she's in danger. Watch me, you selfish son of a... Look, I'm trying to focus on what's important. And what's important is not standing by and allowing someone to suffer or die because you do nothing. You don't have that barrier. I think there's one last time where you've seen them at together. Yeah. I'll say and do anything you want. Just please, Miguel, do this for me. This is going to be a huge mistake. I owe you, Miguel. Big time. Yeah, shocking right you do. But maybe this will help even a score for everything the world owes you. And the thing about video games is that video games are... Wow. Yeah. So, you, <laughs> your dream got to happen. Yes. My two Spider-Men met. Lucky you. Yes, lucky me. All right, so next one is, I don't know if you played the Amazing Spider-Man video games based on the Andrew Garfield movies. I don't think so, no. So, these were really fun. Um, uh, I've only played a little bit of the first one. I have the second one, but I haven't gotten to it yet. Where this one, like, took place after the first movie. So, it was cool, because, like, I played it after the Marvel-Sony deal happened. So, it was just like, oh, one last time to go visit this version of Spider-Man. Oh, yeah. And then the next one is Lego Marvel Superheroes and Lego's Avengers. Have you played these? Um, I remember when the Lego games first started coming out, <laughs> I was like, these are surprisingly good. Yes. And I, but I think I've only played Star Wars and Lord of the Rings, so I don't think I've played So, Lego ones. Marvel Superheroes, classic. You get all the Marvel characters from Cap to Spidey to Wolverine. And Lego's Marvel Avengers is kind of like the Star Wars where it's based on the movies. Yeah. So you can play Winter Soldier, the first Avengers, Iron Man 3. <laughs> so, yeah, and then I can't really talk about it, but you apparently may have played a recent Spider-Man video game. Um. Well, even though I just talked about it, I have not yet oh, got wow. my hands on it. I've just... At, when it first came out, I was avoiding <sighs> looking into it much at all because I was planning on playing it. Then I got swept up in school, so I was just like, I'm going to start watching stuff from it, and I would like watch my friends play it and stuff, so I've seen quite a bit from it. I've seen, we're, we'll get into cameos again later, but there is a Stan Lee cameo yes, in the game. I've it's seen pretty that. cool. Um, I, I love the cameos uh, where he's voicing, and they make a likeness of him. It's always fun. So, yeah, I've seen a lot of the game, and to, even though I haven't played it, I still think it looks like it's, like, the best Spider-Man game, even though I haven't played it. It's just so expansive. So I'm Now, there's a lot of Spider-Man costumes you can choose from. A lot. Which one are you going to play? Are you going to choose the mm. classic game? Or are you going to choose MCU Spider-Man? They have Into the Spider-Verse, Peter Parker oh, Spider-Man. Really? That'll be cool. Or you now they have Sam Raimi Spider-Man. I, whenever in a game they give you options, I change it all the time. I'm yeah. just going in and changing it constantly. Um, you know, I love the uh, 
MCU one so much. It's so bright and colorful. Um, but after having seen Into the Spider Verse and knowing that I have that, that would be really cool to yeah. <laughs> to pick. <laughs> All right, so now we're moving on to live-action television. Oh, yes. Not a lot to talk about, but yep. we'll mention it. Captain America. I've, I own the two TV movies they put out on DVD. Um, really different from oh. where, um, <laughs> where instead of him being frozen, it's um, his dad was a Captain America, and now Steve Rogers has become oh, okay. a Captain America. Passing it down. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, it's fine for like a little TV thing, knowing about the limitations they had at the time. Mm-hmm. Then there's Amazing Spider-Man, the live-action show, which Stanley didn't like. He hated this show. Oh. <laughs> but I still think it's pretty good. I mean, here's a, it doesn't have the humor that you have in Sam Raimi or Mark Webb or the MCU. It doesn't have um, the classic villain, but it's just like, it's, you know, it's Spider-Man fighting crime. It's a fun little show. Yeah. But the big one is The Incredible Hulk, with starring Bill Bixby and Luke Ferrigno. And this made me appreciate the Hulk more, where you saw... He was just a guy trying to cure his illness, and then, but then whenever trouble would happen, he felt he had to stay, and then the Hulk would come out and help him out. Mm-hmm. So, it's one of his, Stanley's first cameos is in the TV movie The Trial of the Incredible Hulk. Yeah, I think where he's I, a jury member. Yeah, I did just, uh, I did just see that one. So you have not seen any Incredible Hulk show? I haven't. No, you, you should. And you, hmm. and then it was really cool because the the Incredible Hulk show was you could tell it was a big inspiration in the Ed Norton Hulk movie. Yeah, so that was really cool. It kind of felt like a series finale to that version of the Hulk. Hmm. And finally, Daredevil recently canceled Daredevil. Oh yeah, I saw that. So um, <clears throat> uh, I've only seen a little bit of this show just because there's so many shows now. Yeah, last year yeah. I liked. Yeah. I th- I've seen a couple episodes and it was fine. Yeah. <laughs> I don't. I didn't necessarily uh, feel like continuing, but uh, I mean, to be honest, I'm kind of glad the show got canceled because Daredevil's one of those characters I would want in the movies. Oh yeah, yeah. I'd much rather have Daredevil yeah. in the movies than on than on a Netflix show. All right, so now we get to the big one, the movies. And oh yes, we won't say what our favorite one is, but. Try to guess the cameo. What was the cameo? What your favorite cameo is? No, guess or... the cameo in the movies we mentioned. Oh, okay. Okay. I see. So I'm guessing what his cameo was. Yes. Okay. All right. So first we had the the one that started all off the X Men film series. So what were your thoughts on the X Men movies? We'll we'll talk about. Well, we'll go through X Men, X Men Two, X Men Last Stand. Yeah. Uh, first Class, Days of Future Past, and Apocalypse. Okay. Um, Which you've probably not seen a lot of. I've seen it. I've seen two or three. Um, um, yeah, I, I didn't realize when I was uh, quickly l- watching a, uh, uh, a mashup of all the cameos that I was studying. <laughs> yes. <laughs> uh, so we're saying just our thoughts. Just our thoughts on the X-Men series, and um, then we'll get into the cameos. Uh, yeah, I think... I remember I have not seen the I have like not seen uh, the two or three that I, I I've seen of X Men I saw like when they were out and have not seen since, uh, but um, I remember liking them. I think I was just a bit more of a Spider Man guy, although I I definitely thought that they were good movies. What I saw, 
I think by I think one of the like later ones that I ended up seeing, I was kind of like a little done with superheroes at the time, where I had my little phase where yeah. I was just like you until I got back into it. It was a tantrum. Yes. No, it was just <laughs> you know just other. Th- I was I was busy. I was strapped for yes. cash and busy. Um, I'm so busy all the time. Yes, apparently I'm not. So I'll have to catch up. Um, but I know that. Uh, you love X-Men, and the Wolverine is your favorite hero for a time, so... My favorite hero for a time? Your favorite... Your favorite Marvel character, right? No. Wolverine? No. I thought you said that... I thought you just said that earlier in this podcast. He was my second favorite. Okay. He's always number two. I heard the word favorite. My favorite X-Men. Okay. Sure. Sure, yes. You can go back and listen, people. That's the nice thing. You I don't have the luxury of doing that. Yes. But... I have to actively listen. X-Men is my... Second favorite movie franchise behind the Spider-Man ones. We'll just lump all the Spider-Mans together. But um, X-Men's my second favorite. Um, Wolverine, my favorite X-Men character. So, yeah, I really liked... Um, it was, like, different from what we would see in the Spider-Man movies. We saw Wolverine, uh, like, go from this, you know, guy who was a slow learner to, be, to, by X-Men Days of Future Past, being more of, like... It's almost like he gained a family in the X-Men, so that was really cool. So, X-Men, my favorite behind Spider-Man. All right, so, there are three cameos in the X-Men movies. Yes. What are they? Okay. I remember one off the... I think think this one's from X-Men where uh, it's on the beach. Yes. And you see him, like, kind of just shocked. Yes. On the beach. Um, Oh, one of them, he uh, is looking up at the sky because... There was uh, a reaction of yes. some sort. Um, he's like on his lawn, looking up. Uh, Who's with him in that? Uh, I don't actually know what his actual wife looks like. Is that her? Yeah. Okay. I thought of. I thought of. That's Joan. All right. Um, one more. Wait, what from X Men: The Last okay. Stand? That's what I was wondering. Um, I don't remember. It's the one where he has a hose and the water goes. Oh up. yeah, no, I have seen that. I, I I've seen that movie too. I because I remember <laughs> yeah. I recognized the cameo. So yeah, X Men, my second favorite franchise, Marvel franchise behind Spider Man. Yes. So now we're getting to the biggest, um, m- movie franchise when we were in elementary school, the Spider Man trilogy. Yes. So give us your thoughts on the Spider Man trilogy as a whole. Like I said, it was one of my introductions to superheroes, to comic books, to Marvel. Um, favorite superhero. Uh, love it. Just So, if you think of Spider-Man, is this the version you think of? Or do you, or do you just think of like a comic book version? Because mm. when I think of Spider-Man, I think of the 90s cartoon or spectacular. Yeah, I, 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 prob- I probably think of this. All right. I could <laughs> say like the comics that I read, but I probably more likely would think of this trilogy. Yeah, this Spider-Man trilogy, I, th- I I love it. It's amazing, spectacular, the ultimate Spider-Man experience. Yes. Um, sensational. <laughs> I'm trying to think of all the titles. <laughs> Marvelous. Um, yes. So, I think this trilogy, this trilogy, um, is my favorite Marvel series. Um, even though, like, if I were to rank them, I'd have like um the Amazing Spider-Man like spliced in between a few of them. Mm-hmm. I think this trilogy captures Spider-Man so perfectly where we see Peter Parker, the superhero, and we see the struggles that regular Peter Parker goes through. And I like how... And this is kind of the thing about 
rebooting it so many times is we saw Peter Parker kind of progress and age. Yeah. So that was really cool. It kind of feels like if you have a checklist of Spider-Man, it feels like this did a lot of them. And yeah. then if you have other checklists, you know, that's what the... If if it didn't get in this one, you know, it got in yeah. the other ones. But it felt like the main Spider-Man stuff got into this one. Yeah, they did. To where, I don't know... Unless we have a, a Spider-Man movie series that goes on for like 20 years like James Bond, I don't know if we'll have another Spider-Man movie series that feels as definitive as this one. It would be hard to get there because um, with the current, uh, you know, everything, this was just Spider-Man, pure. Uh, now yeah. there's always a mashup and characters thrown in, so it would be hard to get just Spider-Man so definitively, three whole movies. Um, so yeah, it could very well be. All right, next up is Daredevil, Ben Affleck's Daredevil. Oh, yeah. Um, You know... I didn't like this movie for years. Then I watched him. It's like it's okay. Yeah, it's okay. It's okay. <laughs> oh, we forgot. Oh, Stanley's cameos in the Spider-Man. Oh trilogy. yeah. Um. Okay. So there's one. Uh, where he saves uh someone from falling yeah. debris. Um. Is that Spider-Man two, or is that is that from? If is it okay? I think I feel like it might be two. I think feel like one. He might just. Like look up. I think it's. He, I think in both of them he saves someone. Okay, I know that there's like a bustle and he like is just there. I think it's, it's like not he much looks of up it. and then he grabs. Yeah, someone. it's not much of a cameo. No. The, it's really Spider-Man three that has the big cameo where he has a full bit of dialogue yeah. with Peter Parker, um, and says probably it's probably one of his best cameos. Mm-hmm. Uh, he says a touching line. Um. So yeah, I think I got all of those. All right. So have you seen Daredevil? <laughs> uh, yeah, I've I've seen Daredevil. So it's okay. Ben Affleck is a better Batman now. We'll just say that. <laughs> yeah. So what are your thoughts on Daredevil? Not one of the best Marvel movies, but I think it's it's okay. I saw it once forever ago. I thought it was fun. <laughs> so what was his cameo in there? I don't think I have any idea. It's one <laughs> where he's holding a newspaper and then. He's about to cross the street and not paying attention, and young Matt Murdock holds out his stick and stops him. Huh. And then he, he lowers a newspaper, just like, what? What happened? Oh, I don't know if it, I don't know if I got a good study guide. Oh, I don't think wow. they showed me that one. <laughs> All right. Oh, boy. Here we go. Hulk. The one where he fights the mutant poodles. Oh, yeah. Yes. Is this this is the one where I was convinced I just didn't like the Hulk yes. as a hero because this was the only thing I knew. One of the most cringe, strange moments in a movie is at night, Betty Ross is walking out of the lab. There's a new custodian played by Nick Nolte. She's like, hey, I haven't seen Benny. Where is he? Ben is dead. I'm the new guy. <laughs> <laughs> and she's like, oh, well, nice to meet you. Yes, yeah, same. <laughs> okay. And then Weird. there's the moment where um, Hulk, where Bruce Banner is captured, and so is Nick Nolte, because that's his dad. And, the, and his dad wants to see him one last time. And then um, he's just like, he's handcuffed, and he's like, Son, look at what they've done to you, to me, to humanity. <laughs> And then there's this moment where I don't know what happens, but Bruce Banner just like, Daaaaaaaaaaaaaaaaaaaaaaaaaaaaaaaaaaaaaaaaaaaaaaaaaaaaaaaaaaaaaaaaaaaaaaaaaaaaaaaaaaaaaaaaaaaaaaaaaaa
Quit your balling. What a movie. Yeah, and then a few minutes later, you go on ahead and cry, sir. Go ahead. Just get away from me. <laughs> uh, oh, so many cringeworthy moments. That's worse. Have you seen this in these moments? Well, recently. Not recently. I oh, saw man. it once. Uh, but is this the cameo where he says that they need better security? Is it that one? Or is yeah, it, where he's okay. walking with Blue yeah. Peregno. Okay. Um, okay. Security <laughs> needs to be tired at a place like this. Good morning, Dr. Branson. At a place like this. <laughs> so, uh, I know a lot of people don't like these movies, but I still like them. The Fantastic Four duology. Yeah, I like these movies. So The first one, definitely. Yeah. So, Fantastic Four, I thought they did a good job of playing up the family dynamic and showing the comedy of the Fantastic Four. Mm-hmm. I thought the cast was really great, too. This mm-hmm. was before we found out Human Torch would be Captain America. <laughs> yeah. So, and it has some of the best, <laughs> one of my favorite Stanley cameos. So, don't really have much to say about the Fantastic Four duology, because I haven't watched them in a long time. Yeah, it, it, yeah. A lot of these, it's been a while, so. I can't, I don't think I remember the cameos. You don't think? All right, so one is where he's the mailman at the Baxter building. Okay. The other, one of my favorite, one of the best Stanley cameos is where it's the wedding of Reed Richards and Sue Storm, and there's a guest list, and you see Stan Lee, and he goes, oh, it's me, Stan Lee. And he goes, no, oh, oh, yeah. you're not on the list. No, yeah. but it's me, Stan Lee. Yeah, I remember that one. Yeah. So that was really cool. So now we move into the Marvel Cinematic Universe era, the Iron Man trilogy. Oh, yes. So, what are your thoughts on the Iron Man trilogy? Well, um... Or maybe, different. what are your thoughts on 1 and 3 and then 2? <laughs> uh, oh, yeah. Um, so, uh, yeah, I mean, definitely the first one, fantastic. Not Fantastic Four, but just it's it's good. It's um, invincible. I put it as... I forget how high I ranked it in overall MCU. It might have been like 5. So, it's, it's definitely one of my favorites. Great... Great, really defined the character in a way, mm-hmm. like it, for at least a new generation, at least. Um, really, for any generation, yeah, because yeah, that's that's kind of what I'm saying is that it really made Iron Man what it is. Um, uh, I liked three more than most people, not so much two, uh, but <laughs> uh, but yeah, um. Uh, I'm trying to re- I'm trying to remember that I re- I think I remember the cameo f- from oh okay uh, one of the cameos he's supposed to be uh, that <laughs> that guy he's supposed to be someone else what's that guy's name uh, is it in is it in two um there's two where he plays two different people. Yeah, yeah. There's and one of them is he's supposed to be. Uh, he uh, is where Iron Man says calls him Hugh. He's supposed yeah. to be Hugh Hefner. Um, and then the one I was just referring to, I think the one I don't remember is the one from Iron Man One. Well, Hugh Hefner's Iron Man. 1. Oh, it was. Well, okay. So number two, he's Larry King. Yeah, that that's what I was thinking. Number about. three is like a beauty contest. He's like a judge and he holds up a number. Oh yeah. Okay. So yeah. So you've not seen the Incredible Hulk. I haven't. I don't think I realized it existed for a while. <laughs> <laughs> this movie completely so, surpassed me. I 
I really love this movie. It got back to the Bill Bixby Hulk yeah. um, show. I feel like a finale to that era of the Hulk. And then it's just, it's just a better movie than the Ang Lee Hulk. <laughs> like, yeah. you care. It's not boring. Yeah. So, yeah, there we go. What was his cameo in that one? I have no idea. It's the one <laughs> where um, Banner's blood gets into the soda because he works at a bottle um, bottling plant and there's a moment where um, Stanley is in the fridge drinks one of the soda and goes wow <laughs> <laughs> so that was really cool Yeah. so now we move on to the Wolverine series so I really liked um, X-Men Origins Wolverine and The Wolverine uh, I thought Origins Wolverine uh, did a really good job of showing his origin. I know a lot of people don't like it, but whatever. <laughs> and then the Wolverine did a good job of showing, like, after the destruction that we saw in X-Men The Last Stand, both in the movie and of the franchise. Um, <laughs> it was like seeing what Wolverine was dealing with, and it was like him kind of like becoming the guy he once was and him becoming a hero again after just wanting to live in the woods and be alone. Yeah. So, and then... I don't really care for Logan because it felt like I don't know what was the point. <laughs> it felt like in the the movies didn't really mean anything, and he didn't. Yeah. It was like all the character development got undone. Be- because I hadn't seen the previous Wolverine movies, and because I you know I didn't necessarily know that much about the character to to to, to care where it was going. I thought it was like a really interesting turn away from what you expect of superhero movies that's really what i can say about it um is just i i thought logan was, uh i liked it um i don't remember does stanley have a cameo logan? no he does not i didn't think so <laughs> he doesn't have okay. any of the wolverine ones so now we come on to the thor trilogy and this was um kind of like iron man show me it kind of showed me like oh you can take a chance on a superhero movie that you've never heard of before and just Go and hope that's all right. So yeah, I really liked um the first Thor movie. That one's probably my favorite of the three. Thor two, a lot of people don't like, but I thought it was okay. And then uh, Thor Ragnarok, I thought was really cool teaming him up with the Hulk. Yeah, and so of what course, are your thoughts on the yeah. Thor? Show? And I t- of course I've talked about Thor Ragnarok at length <laughs> now because after I finally saw it, I loved it. Um, uh, so yeah, definitely. Yeah, like. At this point, Thor Ragnarok is a contender for my favorite uh, MCU film. So I obviously really love... But I think I'm kind of just... I liked the reboot. I didn't necessarily care about Thor. I, I like the aesthetic and the the new kind of mission statement and what he had to deal with as Thor in that movie more than before. I haven't seen Dark World. But, um, but yeah. Uh, so, yeah, I love it. So now we move on to one of my favorites, the Captain America trilogy. Oh, so, cameos. Yeah. Cam- oh, uh, Thor cameos. Yes. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, I don't. I don't remember. Jeez, uh, the one of them was he like on a, a beach or something or the I, desert? Yeah, in the desert. Um, uh, that's as much as I remember that one. But I know the Thor Ragnarok one. He uh, he has one of the most significant. Uh, actually like yes roles like he actually affects the story yes. by giving <laughs> thor a haircut yes <laughs> it's, uh that's a great one uh what's the uh one i'm forgetting then the one from thor the dark world is the one where like the um scientist guy is trying to talk about all these worlds colliding and he's holding all these shoes and the camera cuts back and he stands saying can i have my shoe back <laughs> 
So in right. Captain America trilogy, yes. one of my favorites, on a character that predates Stanley, but he did one of the most interesting things with Captain America, which was having him be frozen in a block of ice and being in our modern world, which at the time was the 60s, but... <laughs> oh my god, 20 years have passed! Oh, Cap. It's going to be a long time now. <laughs> so, the first Avenger, I thought, did a really great job of showing who Captain America is. Where Soldier, at the time it was released, was my favorite MCU movie, where we see Captain America kind of struggling with um, living our modern times, kind of like losing his faith in what he thought was so strong in the first movie. And then something from his past comes back when Bucky, he wants to save Bucky. And Civil War, my favorite MCU movie, where Captain America um, has decided like, he needs feels he needs to do the right thing and go against Iron Man to save his friend Bucky. And then we also had Spider-Man show up. So yep. <laughs> so what are your thoughts on the Captain America trilogy? I I, re- I was late to the game, but I really I really love... Have you seen these. the first one or no? Yeah, no. no. <laughs> I, keep, I, forgot that, <laughs> I forgot that I was watching them backwards. I need to get to that one. Um, yeah, Civil War is one of my favorite uh, MCU films as well. Uh, th- these, are, these are really great. They're just... I'll have to see the first one because it could. It is probably one of the most solid trilogies. Um, uh, the um, one of the, my favorite cameos is in. I think it's in Winter Soldier, right, where he's the security guard. Yes, and he's, <laughs> I'm so fired. Yes, that's one of the best. Um, I'm blanking on Civil War. Civil right War now. was. Uh, excuse me, are you Tony Stank? Oh, that's one of my favorites yes. too. That one's great. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, I, that, this is kind of like they're start. They start to get him more involved. Yeah, like he has lines and stuff. Uh, good lines, comedic timing and stuff. It's great. Do you know what the first one was? No. It's like where there's supposed to be a press conference with Captain America, but then some other guy goes up oh, and yeah. whispers in the other person's yeah. ear, and he goes, "I thought he'd be taller." <laughs> yeah. So next up, we have the Avengers trilogy. Oh yes. So. This is one. First time we're playing all these superheroes together. Honestly, I didn't think it would work, but then it did. It did. And it did a really great job of balancing the characters. Um, and then we had Age of Ultron. Set <laughs> of the better. Then we had Infinity War, which was a nice uh, capper to the Stanley era. Oh, yes. Um, and um, there's definitely issues with Infinity War, like with the balancing of all the characters. But um, still, we had all these characters come together. Um, they, 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 they when they broke them up, they did a really great job of um, like who who would work best with who. Like yeah, Iron Man, Spider Man with Doctor Strange, Cap with Black Panther. Yeah. So yeah, I love the pairings. In yeah. That. So what are your thoughts on the Avengers trilogy? Uh, these are great. I mean, yeah. I mean, I personally, I. I think the balancing. I probably like the balancing in Infinity War a, a lot more than you do. I thought I was kind of like amazed at how <laughs> they did manage that many characters, and to uh, there. I mean, yeah, hard to follow in a couple places where it would switch scenes, and you're like, which one are we going to here? <laughs> um, but that's that's about it. Um, and of course, the first one's great. Kind of, I even. I don't know. Like, you can think of the start of this era of superhero movies as Iron Man or a little later, later with the Avengers. I think that there's definitely a, a, a solid 
next wind that they got with the Avengers with how well it did. Um, they're they're great. Again, I had another second I haven't seen another another oh, middle another yes. middle movie I haven't seen. Yes. Um, do you plan on seeing it? I don't care that much. I mean, you probably should. I mean, it, I, it would help me understand because there are a lot of things. It's kind of like the office season that you push through it to understand. Yeah, like there there are things in uh, there are a lot of plot points in uh, Thor Ragnarok, for example, where I was just like, okay, I guess that happened somewhere. Yes. Uh, <laughs> oh yeah, you saw Thor Ragnarok without seeing what happened last to those characters. Yeah. <laughs> wow. <laughs> but I kind of got it. <laughs> they did. I, a... th- I think I got it. It would be nice to have a little recap like Star Wars with the yeah. words. Yeah. Yeah. You could have you know, give me a little scroll. Yes. Um. <clears throat> yeah. Uh, well, I remember the Infinity War uh, one because I, I it's one of the most recent ones I saw because he's on the bus. Yes. So you guys never, you kids never seen a spaceship before. <laughs> yes. Another great line. Um, what is it from? Oh, you know what? I remember just from watching the compilation. What the Age of Ultron one? He's at a bar. His favorite cameo he did. Oh, really? He's he he's at a bar and then he acts drunk, right? Is that the one? It's the one. Oh, where that, is that Thor? Get, he's Thor's having a drink. And Stan wants some, but he says, come here, give us some. And he goes, Excelsior. Mm-hmm. So what was the first one? I don't I don't think I'm going to get it. It's like where you have all these TV interviews and Stan is in the parking of superheroes in New York. Give me a break. Oh. <laughs> That's good. So now we move on to the first Spider-Man re- reboot, the Amazing Spider-Man duology. Oh, yes. So... The first Amazing Spider-Man, I love that movie. If I had to rank all the Spider-Man movies, the first Amazing Spider-Man is number two after Spider-Man 2. Uh, I liked it more than I did the first Sam Raimi Spider-Man movie. I thought it did a great job of doing the origin again, but doing it differently to where um, uh, Sam Raimi's was more classic versus Amazing Spider-Man was more ultimate Mm -hmm. Spider-Man 21st century. So that was right. Andrew Garfield might be my favorite Spider-Man actor. I have to think twice now after uh, Spider-Verse with Jake Johnson. Oh yeah. So yeah. um, um. So yeah, I really like the Amazing Spider-Man two. I didn't like it as much, but I still I thought what worked real really worked where you had um, Peter feels like he's kind of losing some stuff from his past. This other thing from his past comes back in Harry Osborn, and then you see his betrayal and stuff. And then uh, I thought Aunt May had some of like the best heartfelt moments. And one of my favorite moments of any movie is like where um, she talks about how she's moving Uncle Ben's stuff and pointing it away. Yeah. So yeah, I it, I really wish we could have kept going with this series, but <laughs> I mean we got two albums, so yeah, yeah, and I. I I I I don't like it quite them quite as much as you, but I definitely like them more than most people because I do I do uh, especially like the first Amazing Spider-Man uh, movie. Um, I just think they're good, and I also really like Andrew Garfield. Uh, it, it's a really good, similar but different take. Um, different enough for me. It doesn't even need to be that different because it's good. It doesn't. If it uh, works, why <laughs> yeah. it? It's broken. Um, so, yeah. Um, and one, uh, another one of my favorite cameos uh, is, it's the first one, I think, where he has the headphones on. Yes, with Wayne the Lizard. It's, great. it's a great And one. another great cameo is in number two. 
Uh, I don't remember it. It's right where Spider-Man webs into his graduation and stands in the audience and goes, I think I know that yeah, guy. that is good. So, I do not have much to say about this, but what are your thoughts on the uh, Guardians of the Galaxy movies? I, 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 here's, here's one. It is one for me because I love these. Uh, um, and But I love space. <laughs> I like space stuff a lot. So, um... Uh, although, uh, I mean, this is probably true for a lot of them. Not a Stan Lee creation, right? Oh, um, Groot is. Oh, Groot is. Hmm. <laughs> I think Learning. that's the only one that is. Okay. Uh, <laughs> still a great part of the universe, and he does have cameos in them. Uh, yes. Uh, another example of something where, like, even it's it's something that it exists because of him and because of the Marvel uh, comics brand uh yeah i love these movies i think that they're both funny and heartwarming uh i always go in just expecting a laugh and some cool space stuff and then just being like touched i'm like what's happening (laughs) wow um yeah um do they still flip-flop for you i'm pretty solidly i think the first one's better now but i do really love the second one and i don't think it gets enough credit because um yeah i don't i don't know i just i i I I think it's underappreciated. Uh, uh, the oh yeah the first the 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 cameo in the first one's n- nothing too special. Uh, Rockets just sees him yeah and on on like a uh, a balcony or a rising kind of thing, and he's just kind of making fun of him. It's it's a little funny, but the the second one's a lot funnier. Where I barely even know what's going on in yeah. it, but it's still kind of funny just <laughs> because he's it's probably the most lines. Well, it's he's the had. one that says that in all his canos and MCU he's the same person. Oh, okay. Yeah. He's in a spacesuit talking to some yeah. aliens and it's great. <laughs> so next up we'll talk about Ant Man. So the first Ant Man movie I think is great. Probably my biggest surprise after Iron Man of how much I like this superhero movie of a character I've never cared about before. Yeah. So I thought it did a great job balancing like the superhero story and this guy who just wants to get his daughter back. So and the comedy was great in there. Uh, Ant Man the Wasp, a little less said of the better. That movie sucks. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I've not seen Ant Man the Wasp and I uh, I can't say how much I've seen of Ant Man, but I've seen part <laughs> so do you remember what the cameos were i don't so first one is where you had the friend louise who talks about how i talked to this guy and then i talked to this other guy and then you know oh, yeah. and um it's um stan appears at the end doing one of those yeah where you have louise doing his voiceover yeah where he's just like that girl's crazy fine right and then stan with his voice goes yeah crazy fine <laughs> and the other one is this one from ant-man the wasp um, it's one where his car shrinks and he goes, the sixties were fun, but I'm paying for them now. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> uh, not sure. the jokes in that movie don't really work at all. Okay. But <laughs> next up is fantastic Four 2015. I haven't seen this. Um, you know, a lot of people hate this movie. I'm just like, it's okay. I mean, the other ones are better. This one has a few good moments. I mean, it's one that like I'll watch. Yeah. Just to watch it, but it's not. It, I, I, I much prefer the other Fantastic Four movies. Yeah, it kind of seemed like this one had some trouble happening. Yeah, like it's kind of one of those movies where it was such a mess that it, it felt kinda, like it was trying to be too much like X Men. Yeah, where it's just like, but the, 
Fantastic Four is not really that dark. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, what was his cameo in this? He didn't have one. Uh, okay, that's and he not said surprising. maybe if they had ha- given him one, that maybe would have done better. <laughs> oh. Oh. So next up, we have the Deadpool duology. Oh uh, yes, I've I've just seen the first one, and I was very surprised how much I liked it because I I guess I thought it would be just more of a silly romp comedy kind of thing, but it was a good superhero film as well. Um, uh, I have not seen the second. I don't know if you. Have. I haven't seen the second one yeah. either. I hope we need to pick it up around Christmas time. Yeah, and now there's going to be a Deadpool Christmas. Which yes. Odd. Uh, didn't expect that. <laughs> um, so, yeah. And I don't remember the cameos at this moment, but, uh, yeah. So, Deadpool is a character that I thought, this is stupid. I'm not going to see it. And then I just watched it on TV. I was surprised at how good job they did of having the comedy, but also, like, telling, like, an actual story, like, a with yeah. Deadpool and then the Vanessa story and how he got sick and everything and yeah. his revenge. So, yeah, I haven't seen the second one. I heard it's good, though. So, mm, yeah. Well, what was Stanley's see. cameo in there? He was the stripper DJ. Oh, <laughs> yeah. I remember that now. So, next up, we had Doctor Strange. Not Doctor Strange, love Doctor Strange. <laughs> yeah. And often confused. Yes. Uh,. Haven't seen this. Uh, Doctor Strange, I like. It's not one of my favorites, but... I like Wizards, so I should check it out. Yeah, maybe. <laughs> maybe all you Harry Potter fans should check it oh, out. Well, I'm more of a... F- Gandalf. Oh, yes, Gandalf. Okay, I like Harry Potter, but... <laughs> but if it comes if down to a... saving one of them... Exactly. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> so, I like Doctor Strange. Uh, the visuals are really cool. Yeah, and Stan's cameo was like when there's weird stuff going on in the background. He's on a city bus <laughs> reading a book and goes, ha, ha, that's hilarious. Oh, yeah. I, I, I've seen that cameo. Oh, yeah. Logan was, I had separate because okay. technically it's a standalone movie that has nothing to do with the other X-Men movies. Technically, yes. So there's that. Yeah. All right. Spider-Man Homecoming. And we're done. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I will pass it on to you. I think this movie is fine. Over time... I kind of don't, like, I mean, especially, I'll just say, I think there's a better Spider-Man movie out now, but um, <laughs> I, I like it. I think, I didn't find it offensive. Of course, I never have had the same attachment to the characters and stuff, and, yeah, I I think that there's a lot of good moments, and I love Tom, I almost love Tom Holland as Spider-Man so much that I just, that's <laughs> all I can tell about the movie, um, but, yeah. Uh, oh, I I re- I really like Stanley's cameo in it where he's uh yeah don't make me come way. down there you punk. <laughs> that's a great one yeah so <clears throat> all right well we can add, add the newest Marvel movie now <laughs> yes Spider Man into the Spider Verse so I'll just say first this is our first time talking about Spider Man into yeah. the Spider Verse when do we want to talk about it the most though will it be here or in we'll talk about it the top. most in the later okay. one that's what I thought so we'll just tease we'll, it we'll a just bit. tease a little bit I thought I really like this movie um not just really I love this movie mm-hmm. but I just say for our first movie without Stanley and to put a capper on this year, this really bittersweet year for Marvel mm-hmm. where we had. Infinity War, but we lost um, Stan and also Steve Ditko. Yeah. Um, I don't know if there is more of a perfect way to wrap it up than to have his most famous character go to an alternate world and know that even though he's gone, that 
someone else is continuing what he started. Yeah. And then, you know, you had that really great cameo we had of I'm going to miss him <laughs> and all that. I loved that cameo. So, I feel like this is, like, the perfect one to have right yeah. after him. Also, we, gotta say, I, we, didn't, we haven't seen Venom. Yeah. I wanted mm-hmm. to, just didn't have time, which has a cameo of him in it. Oh, yeah. Too bad we didn't see that. Yeah. But, um... I just felt like it was a perfect wrap-up to have his most famous character go to that yeah. world knowing that's continuing. And it still does the classic storyline um, with Peter Parker even still going through these relatable issues about um, his marriage with Mary Jane Field, and he's a little scared to go back to mm-hmm. that world. And he's afraid of messing it up. So yeah. without giving too much in the Spider-Man yeah. to the Spider-Verse, what were your thoughts on it? This is a good movie. <laughs> um, but I actually, what I want to, what I do want to, I think this is probably okay to say that, um, uh, you're not going to drop a spoiler, are you? Well, it's not a spoiler to the plot. Um, okay. but I just thought that it's very touching. You know, we always like comic fans always dreaded when this would happen. And, you know, I think I thought before, like, what's that first movie that's going to say dedicated kind of a dedication at the end. And this was kind of it. Yeah. And it was kind of beautiful at the end to see that there's a dedication. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. It, 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 it tailed a, a great movie. Yes. <clears throat> so, we have a few other cameos just for fun. The Mallrats cameo, one of his earliest cameos, mm-hmm. uh, the comedy by Kevin Smith. Uh, so, this was one where um, Stan, they go to the mall at a comic book shop, Stanley is signing autographs. And later, um, the fan gets some advice from Stan Lee. So, have you ever seen Mallrats? Uh, no, but I think I did just see this cameo oh, last yeah. night. It's, it's interesting. It was interesting to see his first cameo. So, The Simpsons had Stan Lee show up. And one of my favorite ones is Angry Dad. Now, I'm assuming you haven't seen it. I haven't. Did you want to YouTube it real quick? We'll cut this in the video because Fox is very protective. <laughs> Stan Lee, creator of Marvel Comics? Greetings, true believers. (laughs) See what you've got, son. My spidey sense is tingling. It's that good? Whoa, did I say spidey? I meant stinky. Enough said. What did I do wrong? I don't know. Try everything. (laughs) Now hold on, comic book guy. This boy's still finding his voice. So you're saying I should keep trying? Absolutely. And if you fail, you can always open a comic book store. (laughs) Lee insulted me. But in Bizarro World, that means he likes me. My week-long dream has come true. Hold it, son. Wouldn't you rather have an exciting action figure? (laughs) Ah, but only Batman fits in my Batmobile. Are you nuts? The thing fits in there. Stan Lee came back. Stan Lee never left. And I'm starting to think that his mind is no longer in mint condition. (laughs) (laughs) You broke my Batmobile. Broke? Or made it better? (laughs) I think it should be after this we see the camera I'm thinking of. Yeah, this is it. He can't be the Hulk. I'm the Hulk. <laughs> oh, please. You couldn't even change into Bill Bixby. 
Oh, forget it. <laughs> Is this Infinity War? <laughs> yes. <laughs> I just wish you had the power to leave my store. Had no idea he had Simpsons cameos. Yes. So now we come to upcoming Marvel films. So we have Captain Marvel, Avengers Endgame, Dark Phoenix, Spider-Man Far From Home, and The New Mutants. Oh, yes. So what ones are you looking forward to out of that? Um, I'm probably... I'd say I'm definitely looking forward to uh, Captain Marvel and Avengers 4 the most. Avengers 4 or Avengers Endgame? Endgame, <laughs> yes. Uh, both, I guess. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. Uh... Captain Marvel is one of the few uh, uh, current, or I guess more modern, uh, Marvel comics that I've kind of uh, read a bit of, um, and everyone's dying to see what happens <laughs> in the next part after Infinity War. Yes. So for me, the ones I'm looking forward to the most are Avengers Endgame and Dark Phoenix. Yeah. Avengers um, Endgame will have all those characters again, hopefully... Spider-Man Black Panther will show up during the final battle, or earlier, but whatever. Yeah. <laughs> and Dark Phoenix, a little bittersweet, that'll be the last uh, Fox X-Men movie, but oh. looks they got a great story. Um, New Mutants, who knows if we'll ever see it. Yeah. <laughs> Remember last year when we did our upcoming movies? This was supposed to be this year! Yeah. Then we'll have to see what comes out. Uh, in 2019 with our upcoming 2019. Know. Uh, who knows? All right. So. so as we come to the end yeah, of our and we stand... Will, and we should be coming to the end yes. at this point. Wow. This is a little longer than I thought. <clears throat> it always does. Yes. What is your favorite cameo? Okay. This is the... There's so many good ones and just look, going through the list again, it's so... It is, it is so hard to choose. Um... Okay, so I, I'm i going to say two, and then I'm just... Okay, so I think I'm leaning towards either the um, uh, the one from Winter Soldier or the one from Thor Ragnarok. Oh, I don't know. That Amazing Spider-Man one is good, too, though. <laughs> Dang. I'll uh, say... Oh, yeah. I'll say because, like I said, uh, I guess I'm going first because I just steamrolled it. But um, uh, because I, like I said, it like is kind of the most significant part he played in the story. Cutting Thor's hair is probably my favorite. Yes. Thor Ragnarok. So from I'll say two. I'll say my favorite movie one and the 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 big one. Okay. So my favorite movie one is the one of um from the first Amazing Spider-Man where he has yeah. the headphones and the. Sp- yeah, and the lizard and Spidey are fighting in the background. That was really cool. So yeah, that one easily is my favorite live action one. Yeah, that one's great. My favorite animated one is from the series finale of the '90s Spider-Man cartoon. I did see this cameo. You did see this cameo. Yeah, I wondered if you're gonna bring it up. So there's, it was just like a perfect way to have my Spider-Man meet Stan Lee, and also Madam Web is voiced by Joan Lee. Yeah, his wife, who. Stan was going to quit his job at Marvel, and then Jones said, if you're going to quit anyway, why not do one the way you want to do it? Mm, yeah. Yeah, it often happens that way. Yes. You need someone to put you into shape, give you the so right So what do you think, when we look, when, as we come to the end of this, what do you think is the legacy of Stanley, both the art and the artist? 
I think it's impossible to put into a closing <laughs> statement. Um, I think we're going to see this legacy and uh, the importance and the influence of his work influencing things just for decades upon decades for ages to come. Um, you know, in like in the same way that like um, modern fan- high fantasy stories are essentially all some derivative of Tolkien's work. Like <laughs> all the elves and dwarves and stuff are all like derivative of his inventions and his like languages and worlds and everything. It, and like we're approaching like it's not too far from a hundred years ago that like the Hobbit was released <laughs> as a story. So I think it's like, I, I guess I'm saying it's like a similar thing where we're going to see the importance of what he did for the superhero genre. It affects media going forward for for as long as there is media. Yes. So. So I would say when we look at the legacy of Stanley for the art, it's comes down to whether a nerdy kid bit by a spider, a mutant, a, a green monster with anger issues, a billionaire with heart problems, a blind lawyer, a family of scientists, or the king of Wakanda. Everyone in it, everyone has it in it to be a hero. And even with the same fears and doubts that everyone has, you can still be a hero and do the right thing. And I think that um, it'll be up there with William Shakespeare, Charles Dickens, and Mark Twain as one of the greatest writers of all time. And I think the legacy of the artist is create what you want to see, be proud of what you do, and love what you do that you never want to retire because Stan was still working at 95. Mm-hmm. He made stuff that he wanted to see. So mm-hmm. there we go. Yep. So I think that's a good special for yes. a, a super person. Yes. Um, and I think I know the last word you want to say. Yes. Normally we have our <laughs> special We don't need that this phrase, time. But no, we will do a special tribute to the end. Yep. And there's only one way to end this episode, which is... Excelsior. Excelsior.